What's up, guys? It is the MMA Killshot Podcast from DFS Army. I am Sniper along with Monk. We're going to talk UFC Vegas 79. Our main event is a good one. I think it's still underrated. Rafael Fiziev versus Mateus Gamrot. We got, I think, six or seven absolute bangers on this card. We're going to talk about DraftKings. We're going to talk about betting. We're going to break it all down for you guys. Uh, like I said, I'm really excited for this card. I'm also probably a little bit excited that this is the last card in the string of like fucking 20 cards in a row. I- I'm Monk. It's been great doing podcasts with you. Need a break, my man. This is this run has been nutty, but good card to cap it off. Yeah, I completely agree. The main event is freaking phenomenal. There's also a few other great fights that I'm looking forward to that you mentioned. But yeah. Almost looking forward to the break, maybe a little bit more. I mean, I'm I'm going to be missing fights. Don't get me wrong. Next Saturday, I will be missing fights. But, man, it's going to be nice to have that week off before that. <laughs> I think one week everyone will be okay, I think. Yeah. Well, I originally thought this streak was 12. Like, when we were at 7, I thought it was, like, 12. And then it just kept going and going. And I'm thinking, this is much more than, many more than 12. It turns out it's yeah, it 17. Was... Holy crap. Yeah. It was it was nutty. It's fun though. Some ups, some downs. That's true. Uh, before we get into the breakdown, though, guys, hit that like button for us. Hit the subscribe to the channel to get all your daily fantasy uh, prize pack, props package stuff, and and of course, listen to us on a weekly basis talking MMA, all the good stuff there, all the discounts, links, all that good shit is in the description. But most importantly, hit the like button, share this podcast because I'll probably say some funny shit or get in a fight with Monk at some point. I mean, Hannah Goldie's on this card and Jake Collier, so it's bound to happen. Great segue into the main event. We don't honey dick anyone. We get right to it. Rafael Fiziev, he's a minus 155 favorite. Take it on Mateus Gamrot, plus 135. Fiziev is 8,500 on DraftKings. Gamrot is 7,700. Breakdown for this fight, at least for me, it's really interesting in that Fiziev is going to be the bit. We're going to say there's a bunch on this card. There's going to be a little bit of repetition. I get to say striker versus grappler a, a fuck ton on this card. It happens quite a bit. Uh, Fiziev, we all know he was a Tiger Muay Thai um, kickboxing coach for a while, a Muay Thai coach. Um, great striker, not a ton of volume, but on the feet, he's going to pick Gamrot apart for every minute this is on the feet um, or at range. He has got really good power we saw this the spinning wheel kick knockout of um brad riddell you, you know put away rda no easy thing to do was in the war with with gaichi like a fun fight good great stand-up striker has shown really good takedown defense but gamrod has the best takedown defense of anyone that he has faced gamrod is a pressure wrestler he's going to and not even just wrestler he's going to keep moving forward he's going to keep an incredible pace up. He's only lost to guys who happen to be a better grappler than him. Um, that would be uh, Sarukian and Benil Dariush. No, not no, Sarukian. He beat Sarukian. He, he beat Sarukian. He, he, I, I, I remember, I think I scored that fight for um, Sarukian. I think I rewatched it. I was more kind of a toss up. Very similar to our main event last week with Shevchenko Grasso. Like that, that I'm not. We won't go into that. But that's a fight that could have gone either way, and and that was true with Gamrot and um, Sarukian. But that's who he, who he you know struggles against. Uh, Benil Dariush actually put him away on the feet with a knock. Um, was it knocked him down in that fight? Um, not a lot of controlled time, even though Gamrot had four takedowns. What it's going to come down to is is can Gamrot get Fazeev down? and keep him there. And I've gone back and forth on this fight a, a couple of times. I, I think in the end, I'm Fazeev also slows down a little bit as, as fights go on and just that constant pace and pressure. It's, it's something I like to, to pick with. If you're going to be able to wear a guy down, not that he doesn't slow down a little bit because he pushes such an insane fate, insane pace. Um, I just, pace the moving forward on on Fazeev I think it's going to get to him I think he'll be have some top control time because like I said Fazeev has had good takedown defense numbers wise this is the best wrestler he's faced period um gonna go for more of them think get worn down so the pick for me is Mateus Gamrot I 
he cannot be reckless coming in or Fazeev can put him away. And if he can't get a takedown, and I'm wrong about that, Fazeev will beat him up on the feet. But in terms of what I think is going to happen, I lean towards um, Gamrot. I think there's a little bit of value in that play. If you want to bet it, I'm undecided if I'm pulling the trigger on the on the straight bet. DraftKings, stack it up in cash games. I think it's fine. It's about a pick him to end inside the distance. And for GPPs, I actually lean towards the Gamrot side even more heavily because he's going to wrestle in a Fazeev wins. He's probably going to piece him up on the feet. Maybe if he doesn't put him away, even in five rounds, the striking pace is not enough to score well. So there's more pass to victory, the most path pass to the optimal lineup for Gamrot. Monk, what's your take on the main event? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I'm going to be on the Gamrot side here at 7,700. Fazia for DraftKings just does not score well. And I say that about a bunch of people, but this guy is not even averaging 80 points. 79.3 per win. Yes, he finished RDA. He scored 86, and that's on the high end. Uh, he finished Brad Riddell, as you mentioned, scored 71 points. Beat Bobby finish. Green scored 71 points as well. Um, and yeah, he's right in that salary range that he's been in, about 8,500 or so. I just, the 80 points is killing me. The 90% takedown defense is very good, but that is going to be put to the ultimate test against Gamrot, who lands four and a half takedowns for 15 minutes, and he has a 91% takedown defense, controls 88% of all grappling time he's involved in. When Fiziev wins, here's the big one. Less than 9x is what he is averaging as far as value goes. So definitely the GPP play here for me is Gamrot. I guess I don't mind a stack, but only because it's five rounds. If this was a three-round fight, I don't want to play really Fiziev at all no, for the most part. I, I mean, the come dude on. doesn't. The dude gets finishes, but they're late, and, uh, and they don't score well at all. And he is a favorite salary. Gamrot is a guy that, yes, has been chinned, but has never been finished. So even when Fiziev lands knockdowns, uh, you know, he's not scoring. Yeah, he did against Hinato Moicano, uh, but that's basically it. Uh, he landed a knockdown against RDA, like I mentioned. Didn't even pay off his salary, 86.5 points at 9K that week. So, yeah, I think almost all of the upside is on Gamrot, who should push, push an extremely uh, heavy wrestling pace, grappling pace. He scores eight points a minute allows less than one so i mean i'm not i'm not saying i'm completely fading fiziev but i definitely have a favorite pick here and it is the underdog yep, don't don't disagree with any of that as i stall to get back oh man that the my stream yard uh crapped out on me but we're back and we're talking bryce mitchell and dan ige in our co-main event mitchell is a minus 205 favorite to come back on Ige is plus 175 Mitchell is 8800 on DK and Ige is 7400 two guys who like to grapple in theory should be a good fight to target on DK but is it Monk I'll take, take, take this for you yeah I don't know I I want to fade Bryce Mitchell but I don't know if I, I set can. you up by the way I'm totally setting you up on how I, how I led you in there yeah up. right I, I don't know if I can I want to I want to. He put up 124 against Barbosa, uh, not a grappler. 112 against Feely, not a grappler. And 108 against Sales. The only grappler he's faced in his last five, really, is Charles Rosa, and he scored only 88 points there. Um, so I kind of want to fade him. My point to telling you those three scores that are well over 100 points, um, let's see, how many wins does he have total? Six in the UFC, so three of them over 100. He still carries a 91 points per win average. Do you know how low those other three scores have to be to carry a 91 average? So what are you going to get? What are you going to get with Bryce Mitchell? We have no idea. 8,800. The dude looked awful, awful against Ilya Topuria. And maybe, maybe this guy's wrestling. Dude, he got smashed. He got, he landed uh, no takedowns. He controlled less time than Topuria did, he got, and uh, he got a, a takedown. He, he, he did land four more strikes. He, he got, uh, I, oh I, yeah, I'm looking have, at the wrong thing. He he did get one clips. takedown. He got knocked down. Yeah, he controlled two percent more grappling time and got outstruck. Um, and it did. He just didn't look good. He didn't look sharp. He didn't look like he wanted to be in there, especially in those three minutes of the second round. Dan Ige's tough as hell. Another guy that has uh, has yet to be finished in the UFC has power as well. And man, if he stuffs a takedown or two from Mitchell, 
what is Mitchell going to look like? That that's that's my whole thing. Like I don't think Mitchell's going to take Ige down and just ride him for the entire five minutes of a round. I think Ige's will be able to get back up and maybe pepper him a little bit, keep him away from him. So I I just don't know. I like Ige at seventy four hundred way more than I like Mitchell at eighty eight. So I might even pick be picking Ige outright. In fact, uh, I may have done my notes a day early, and I may have already picked Dan Ige outright. So uh, so yeah. I'm going to be coming in under the field on Mitchell this week. I don't think he scores triple digits. So partially agree, partially disagree. I am picking Bryce Mitchell to win this fight. I think Ilya Teporia makes a lot of people look worse than he made Bryce, Bryce Mitchell look. Ilya Teporia is a problem at 145. Like, we'll be fighting Volkanovsky, and I can't tell you I'm going to pick, pick Teporia, but it's going to be the toughest fight Volk has had in a hot minute that's that's going to be a rough rough fight um at his weight class if not counting the islam fight both guys want to grapple this fight is like plus 170 to end, end inside the distance the problem is when you get these high level fights they typically don't score well over three rounds it's two guys they're, they're, they're more technical they're more methodical bryce mitchell is you know maybe he's a little bit gun shy they're both decent grapplers is there really going to be a ton of takedowns and scrambles i think if there is this is why I'm picking Bryce Mitchell. I think if there is more, whatever, what's each guy best at? I think each guy's better, you know, best at wrestling, grappling. Who do I think is slightly better in that area? Eileen Bryce Mitchell. I think that's why the line is where it is. Ige, certainly a live dog. I'm going to mix him probably one of my primary dog plays on the card, but I can't pick him outright because I can't see him dominating top control against Bryce Mitchell. I see Bryce on top of him and on, on the feet. I think Ige wins, but I'm not as confident as I am that Ige wins in the feet as I am that Mitchell wins on the ground. He probably does, but it, it's one of those. I'm not slamming Bryce Mitchell striking, which isn't, you know, I'm not saying it's high quality, best striking in the UFC. Clearly. Oh, I don't think he but, likes to but, get hit either. Right. The, the, the who likes to get hit, but, but, you know, he technically, let's see. Did he technically? No, he, well, he, I'll he rephrase. Against... He, he, he reacts poorly to getting uh, punched in the face. Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, Mal he Malcolm Gordon's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love watching Malcolm Gordon gets hit once and fucking hates it. Um, right. It's just one of those things in the feet. He 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 stood on the feet with Edson Barbosa for what a second? Does that count for anything? <laughs> Eleven. But <laughs> uh, went to decision. Right. Technically, he was on the feet with uh, with. Barbosa for three minutes and 30 seconds for whatever whatever that is worth um look i i just i think mitchell's got an extra path to victory here i think the grappling's a little better DraftKings mix in both but i i'd probably be despite picking mitchell probably be under to mitchell although i want to see ownership tomorrow what what we're projecting there because that that ak range a high ak range is a little bit crowded so i i long story short Mitchell in his price range is a lower priority play than Ige is in his price range. Despite yep. despite the, my my straight pick for the fight. Moving on to a rematch. This was a main event. Oh, COVID. Marina Rodriguez minus three hundred five. Michelle Waterson plus two fifty five. I think this was during the COVID area era. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Rodriguez ninety three hundred. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Waterson sixty nine hundred. Uh, let's should I just leave up leave up the Michelle Waterson picture for for a little while for all the simps out there? I mean, <laughs> even if you're not a simp, fucking hot. But we move on. We digress. Um, Michelle Waterson, if she wins this fight, it's going to be through the takedowns. I think it plays out a lot. Like I'm, I think one of the more outspoken people in fights. Free matches don't always go the, the same way as the first time. I kind of think this one does, unfortunately. Rodriguez is the better striker. Watterson's going to need to get this to the ground. She's improved there. I just I don't think it's enough. It's not her skill set. She has the fun karate style. It was a pretty clear four rounds to one uh, for Marina. I, I just I think this one does go the same way. I'm not going to overanalyze it. I will say uh, for those who I don't think there's any value anywhere in the fight. I think the line's about right. Betting wise, not much interest. The DraftKings play, I think, is Watterson because if she does win, again, more more takedowns. There's not many dogs I'm picking out right, so I need to reach for a few that – I mean, I pick Gamrot, but let me look. Let me do a quick teaser here. All right, am I picking any other dog straight up? I might ruin the whole show, Monk. 
Um, I think I've got at least nope. two or three more. Because you do, because because Gamrot is the only dog I picked to win straight up. So I am reaching a little bit. Um, for or I need to reach a little bit for some of my DraftKings plays because you can't you can't play all favorites. Uh, if Watterson good wins, last week. <laughs> yeah, if, if 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 Watterson wins. It's takedowns, and at least in cash games, I don't think Marina's going to finish her. She couldn't last time, less rounds. You could punt her in cash games and pay up, so I'm fine with the play. Um, the 9K range is hot garbage. Um, you'll see that by who I'm going to recommend highly this week. And so, like, I guess you could mix in a little Marina. It's so bad, but I think there's actually better options up there. She's she's actually the lowest end of the hot garbage, which is impressive. Uh, so, Rodriguez to pick. Waterson, the better DK play. And probably even if you twisted my arm for a value bet, it's probably Waterson because women's MMA minus 305 juice. Eh. But I don't like it. I really don't. Monk, what do you got? Yeah, I almost completely agree. The one part I'll push back on is I don't think you can roster Rodriguez at all. <laughs> Instead of you said just a little bit, I'd go further than that. Obviously, in GPPs, you can't put anyone at zero. Uh, and that I mean, was. I uh, mean, your options at 9K. Last- your options at 9K are oh, Jacob Mal- Malcoon, Marina Rodriguez, Mizuki Inouye, who's not fought in forever, and Tamiris Vidal. That's your 9K range. Like, fuck. Yeah, and it's hard for me to like two of them. I do like two of them, and one of them is not Rodriguez. Uh, she scores, yeah, like no points. We're at 83. A lot of fighters this week, you always hear me, how many DraftKings points per win? Well, we're at 80 on a lot of fighters, and uh, both these fighters are at 80. 83 for Rodriguez, 88 for waterson and you said it exactly i don't want to pay up for rodriguez let's just look at the last fight it was five rounds as you mentioned uh the salaries were 9200 for rodriguez so now we're paying up 100 and down 100 uh for michelle waterson so right about where it should be probably uh marina all five rounds 85 points she was taken down one time uh she out outstruck gomez by 40 strikes but she was out controlled 15 percent of the fight to three percent so a bunch of nothing basically and she scored 85 points in 25 minutes this one's only 15 minutes like you said probably nothing changes i'm picking rodriguez or uh rodriguez but the only DraftKings play for me is somehow michelle uh waterson gomez simply put like you said because she is so cheap and she actually does score well in her losses pinero 33 19 was lemos but before that rodriguez she actually put up 50 uh against rodriguez again five round fight Actually, I don't know who I was looking at before. Not Michelle Rodriguez. She just scores average. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, I guess a little bit Michelle Waterson Gomez, but I'm not excited for this one. In fact, this is one of the fights I think you can fade overall um, compared to the rest of the card. Get into a fight you cannot fade. Finally got you know a fight projected to end inside the distance. It's Brian Battle, minus 185. Take it on AJ Fletcher at plus 160. Battle's an 8,700. 8,700 on DK. Fletcher is 7,500. You never know what Brian Battle is going to show up in terms of physique, hairstyle, facial expression. Uh, interesting guy overall. Um, Taking on AJ Fletcher, who is just your blank UFC 4 avatar, apparently. Like, that's that's who AJ Fletcher is. Um, Monk, you're first for this one. Yeah, and Battle, two of the most, uh, you don't, like you said, you don't know who which Battle is going to show up. He has two of the craziest, like, far-spectrum nicknames I've ever heard. One is Pooh Bear, and then he switched to the Butcher for a little bit. Complete opposites. Now I think he's back to Pooh Bear. So we really don't know what's going on with Battle. And that's kind of how I'm going to play this one. I don't know. I want to say Battle. He scores very well, but you have to take into account that two of his four wins have come in the very first minute. So his scores are a bit skewed there. I'm really not expecting a third first minute finish however mm. why why wouldn't you play a guy that has scored two first round finish first minute finishes uh in his last five fights overall maybe even less than that in his last three fights uh so why wouldn't you play that guy so there's kind of arguments for both i'm i'm definitely gonna have both sides of this fight i like battle to win i think overall the 10 inch reach man the 10 inch reach with any kind of fight IQ and striking ability is going to be incredibly difficult to overcome for AJ Fletcher. And his stats prove that. I mean, he barely scores three points a minute. Uh, 87 is what he put up in his, I believe, one, yeah, one UFC win. And that would have been against Temba Garimbo in his last fight. Took an L to Lusa and Semmelsberger. Looked decent uh, for parts of, of those fights for sure. 
I'm gonna, it's going to be difficult for me to get away from Brian Battle just based on his stats and uh, generally how he fights when he's on. Because if he's on, I like it. He's 4-1 and one in the UFC. His only loss is to Renat, who basically everyone I've heard talk about Renat thinks he is uh, you know, an up-and-coming welterweight and will eventually challenge for a top-five ranking. So I consider that loss a strong loss, a good loss if there's such a thing. And I'm going to favor... Uh, Brian Battle here, especially with that 10-inch reach advantage. My goodness. Three-inch height difference, 10 inches of reach. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's to me, what's concerning is you're like, yeah, AJ Fletcher looked decent some of the time. I don't, like, that's... Uh, yeah, I, oh, man, I was looking, I was stretching for that. We're, we're looking for things. I, I, yep. I don't think Fletcher's any good. We, I, know I was Battle stretching has, longer than his arms for that one. <laughs> I, I, know, <laughs> I know Battle has power. I'm going to go there. Um Probably a GPP fight because I don't know how much I trust Brian Paddle overall to do what he's supposed to. I mean, again, this eighty-seven hundred dollar range. I mean, there's there's one play coming up that that I like um, a bunch, so we're gonna, gonna talk about that. Uh, so probably limited limiting that to GPP. I think he wins. Fletcher, I guess you can mix him in a little bit. Um, again, though, even in that range, even though I'm you know I'm not picking some straight up dogs, there, there's others I like more. He's probably a secondary play for me at best. Um, I think Battle is better, better striker, better power. I think we're really reaching on Fletcher here. I think the UFC knows exactly what they're doing, getting their their tough winner a, a W here, and it's it's weird, bro. I think I said this in my notes. Um, what is what's Brian Battle's UFC record? Because I think it's. Uh, oh let me just it's, with a couple of clicks yeah can... yeah after this after this win fucking dude's gonna be five and one in the ufc five and one yeah mm -hmm. you're telling me the ufc doesn't know exactly what they're doing yeah yep. uh for me brian battle is the play yeah the ufc knows they need more more young welterweights and we got one coming up colby covington future champ yeah today <laughs> bring it haters <laughs> This should be a fun fight, though. Should be no haters to this one. Charles Jordan minus one forty, taking on Ricardo Hamosh at plus one twenty. Jordan's eight eighty three hundred on DK. Hamosh is seventy nine hundred. Uh, look, I I like this fight a lot. I'm I'm all about this fight. I actually have a pretty significant lean, obviously, towards uh, the the favorite here. See, obviously, because should have hinted that I'm not picking any more favorites. Um, look for me. Or any more dogs, I should say. For me, Ricardo Hamos is just there. There's not enough volume there. He, just, he lands like a little over three strikes a minute. He's I never know when he's gonna get flashed, knocked out, like Saeed Nurmagomedov, Lerone Murphy put him away. Like okay, he's he's inconsistent. He needs to get takedowns in this fight. I just I don't think he's he's gonna go and do that. I know guys like Nathaniel Wood and even Shane Burgess took him down, but. Ricardo's how much doesn't really shoot. He gets these clinch takedowns. I just think when he tries to close the distance, there's going to be problems in the clinch. There's going to be a lot of volume coming out here. And I think the volume is ultimately what's going to get to him and either lead to a decision. I just, I don't think he can keep up volume wise with Hamosh. Or like I said, he randomly gets put away. I could see a Jordan knockout here, just swarming Hamosh. I think even if Hamosh wins, I, I don't, I don't see a great path to a big number for him. I know Monk will break down the specific stats, but just, does he have, I'm going to try and get ahead of myself, get a, ahead of the argument here. He's got a submission win over Venata. Yeah, he's got a couple with multiple, got a couple multiple knockouts. I'm looking at Jordan. Hang on. Wrong UFC stats here. Let's see. If I look at, if I look at Hamosh, uh, early submission win. Yeah, he's got some in here, I guess. But again, I think against Jordan, he just gets out volumed. Maybe Jordan forces a decent score out of him, but I just think, Jordan, like I said, to, to recap, the pace and pressure should be too much. I do like Jordan. Clearly, I'm leaning that way for a bet as well. I think that's the value side in the fight. Monk, I saw, I peeked at your notes when I was looking at something else before, so I know I'm in for a disagreement here. So <laughs> bring it on, big boy. Yeah, I, I think you have to play both sides of this one. Um, the numbers say Jordan averages 102.5 points per win. He only scored 93 against Gracie, 92 against Venata, 91 against Ewell. So those bigger scores have come uh, in, uh, you know, in pr pretty deep into the past. By deep, I mean early 2021. Uh, yeah, you you led to it. Five takedowns landed from Wood, two takedowns against Burgos there. Uh, Hamosh is one path to victory, I think, well, in this specific fight. 
uh, is the takedown, the takedown game for sure. I mean, the guy lands, where'd it go? 62% accurate, 62% takedown accuracy at 40 or 45. I'm already licking my chops and we're at 62% lands 2.73 takedowns per 15 minutes. And uh, uh, Jordan gives up four and a half points per minute inside the distance, 49% takedown defense, which is what I would call suboptimal or subpar. And he gives up over two takedowns per 15 minutes as well. Um, yeah, I think Ramos's path to victory scores more than Jordan's uh, for sure. And my, my one worry is what you mentioned, the flash knockout. Uh, that's always an issue with uh, Ricardo Ramos here. But I'm willing to take that chance here. Jordan does not have any uh, KO, TKO victories in his last five. What is it in the UFC? He does have two of them overall. Uh, six of his fights have gone to decision. Only four of them have ended in finish. While he is exciting, I just feel like he's not going to put up a decent score if this goes all 15 minutes. So I'll play him a little bit in case he does get the finish. But Hamosh, man, I think this dude could look beastly if he's able to get takedowns. So give me uh, some of both sides. But I prefer Hamosh, and um, I think I picked him out right. You did. That's why I knew the the argument was coming. Yep, yep. Moving on to Miles Johns taking on Dan Argueta. Johns is plus 155. The favorite Argueta is minus 185. Johns is 7,600. Argueta is 8,600. Some interesting stats here. I know for this one, Argueta, I guess for the lead, I'll tell you, should be very mad. He had a win against Ronnie Lawrence, and we all had a, like, I, I had Argueta. I had to play. I had to play. And fucking whatever Chris referee Tignone was. Oh, again. my God. With the some early submission being called. The fight was over. The fight was over. And, yeah, not fun. So he should be mad. He should be ang- hungry for a win. I think he's got a good matchup here. Monk, you're first for this one. Yeah, he might have a good matchup here, but I don't think he's going to finish Miles Johns. And if he doesn't finish Miles Johns, I don't think he's going to score very well, probably at all, because no one scores well in Miles Johns fights, especially Miles Johns scores 71.92 points per win over four UFC wins. He only allows 85 uh, per loss. He has been KO'd and he has been subbed. Kevin Nativi, nope, that's wrong. Uh, Castaneda, that's what it is. Third round sub. He only scored, what's that, like 75 points, something like that. Batista finished him in the second round and walked away with only 87. So even when he is getting finished, no one is landing volume on on Miles Johns. I just think that's his fight style. He slows everything down. And that could actually work in his favor because if, like you said, Dan Argetta is coming out here mad and ready to get a win and he doesn't get that win in the first five minutes, What's Daniel Argetta going to look like? So, yeah, he looked good against some dude named Nick Aguirre, but uh, this isn't Nick Aguirre. Uh, this dude has been Miles Johns, you know, six fights in the UFC, very, known as a durable guy, tough guy, and uh, just kind of makes fights low volume. So I will, of course, play some of Dan Argetta, but I'll probably be under the field, to be completely honest. And Miles Johns, I don't mind a little bit of play on him in cash games if you're looking for some relief, but even then, he's a bit too expensive for that. Like I said, he averages 72 points per win. So maybe just kind of go keep your expectations low for Johns. But the point of that whole thing is to say that I'll probably be under for Dan Argetta, especially because everyone loves him so much. He's going to be very highly owned. I will add to the love. I will do it for all of us. Um, Look, Argetta, (laughs) you could say, I mean, he didn't get smashed in the third round against Damon Jackson. Like, I think he lost the round, but his striking was about even. Uh, he had a minute of control time. Jackson had two. Like, he wasn't doing nothing in that round, if I remember right. Um, didn't get to, you know, look good against Nick Aguirre. Like he said, didn't get to one against Ronnie Lawrence. Look, uh, Dan, the reason everybody loves Dan, Dan Argetta, he's big, he is physical, he is aggressive, and he wants to wrestle. I, I know Miles Johns um, got 92% takedown defense, but man, the names of of Richie Santiago, Cole Smith, Mario Batista, Kevin Natvedad, Anderson Dos Santos, John Castaneda, Vince Morales. Uh, okay. Whereas against Vince Morales, by the way, Miles Johns was one for 12 shooting takedowns. When you do that against Dan Argetta, you're going to have a problem. He's going to end up on top of you, and he's going to smash your fucking head in. I will say that if if Johns can slow it down, which I don't think he can, but if he can, maybe he can win this fight on the feet because Argetta 
with his build, he's going to slow down a little bit. Maybe Johns wins a striking match. I just, again, I think smaller cage, the, the, the pace, the pressure, the wrestling, the aggression. I don't think Miles Johns can stand up to it for, for, for seven and a half minutes. We saw Castaneda finish him. We saw Mario Batista finish him. I, I, I just, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with it. So I, I do like Dan Argetta for those reasons. I, I think there's a little bit of value there betting wise. I think that DraftKings, I think even though you're, you you may be picking Johns or anybody picking anybody who is picking Johns, you have to admit that Argetta's got more upside. His past victories score higher than Miles Johns. So, oh yeah. And, and 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 I'm picking him to begin with. I, I Dan Argetta is one of my favorite players in the card, but he's going to be very high owned. So yeah, because because of the, my limited underdog selection, I, I I'm gonna have to go with the favorite for a kill shot, but an under owned favorite. I think I have one in mind. I think I'm gonna know where I'm gonna go. It's clearly not here. Gamrot's not a kill shot. That does not qualify. No. So I have one in mind that that we'll see how that goes later. But for this fight. Our get is the move for me. Now we got the dirty bird, Tim Means. He is taking on Andre Fialho. Means is plus 145. Fialho is minus 175. Means is 7,300. Fialho is 8,900. Uh, so this one's actually pretty easy to break down, at least in my mind. Uh, Fialho is going to come out and try and fucking murder Tim Means. And then if Tim Means can survive the first five minutes, Fialho will probably curl to the fetal position and Means will smash him out. This gets more complicated because Means is about 53 years old. Um, I Both these guys are, you got, what are the losing streaks exactly? I know they're both on losing streaks. Fialho has lost three. Three, straight, they're both at three. Both at three. Um, no, thank you. I will say... While Tim Means is being finished, he is being submitted. He is not being knocked out. Although Max Griffin knocked him down, which is really concerning. Um, whereas Fialho is knocked out in three straight fights. Like Fialho has only seen the judges score cards once, and that was against the zombie Michelle uh, Michelle Pajeda. Although let the fight Pajeda was dicking around instead of finishing Fialho. Yeah. Kind of sounds right. Yeah. So you think we're going to see a finish here. I lean towards Fialho to get the finish because of durability issues. Again, just I don't see means being as quick technically. I don't think he's going to react to a shot. And I, I think he gets hurt and finished. But if he doesn't, means the primary DraftKings GPP dog because if he gets through the first round, I think he probably wins in the second. I think means will throw enough volume out there uh, looking at his uh, the numbers for his volume, which I wanted to peek at quickly. Yeah, he averages almost five significant strikes a minute. You know, he can mix in a takedown. I don't think he's going to in this fight, but this fight smells like points. It's one of the ones I want to target. I think Fialho finishes, but there's plenty of upside in the dog means as well. Make me make a pick. It is Fialho. Monk, how about for you? Yeah, also a fight I'm going to be targeting, but I Fialho sucks. Fialho's not good. He's just not like he's, and I don't mean any disrespect to Derek Lewis because Derek Lewis he's is behind way better, you, way better than Andre Fialo. But Andre Fialo is the Derek Lewis of the welterweight division. If he does not get a first That's round a knockout, big difference. That is he 95 is, pounds. He is he is not score. He's not paying off any kind of win if he's not getting. A first round finish in fact he's probably not getting a win if he doesn't get yeah, a first round finish. but yeah that's the only way he does win so well, but he's yeah he scores less than two points a minute uh doesn't do anything of note except land that one shot so i guess i have to play him i hate playing guys like this i really honestly do uh you're you know you're you're i guess i've come around on justin taffa but justin taffa used to be one for me even Derek lewis because it's like all right so what if the 30 percent thing happens then yay, I then then I I, I score 112, 115 points. But what it's about the other 70 percent of the time when this gets out of the first round? Then what? Then I'm I'm fucked for 70 percent of the time. So I tend to hate playing guys like this, especially ones that suck, like Andre Fialo. Tim Means might be old, he might be uh, not as powerful, but he doesn't suck. Uh, even though he has lost three in a row, he hasn't gotten knocked out three times in a row. So, yeah, I, I also like Means as a dog here. 
yes, he could easily get slept in the first round. He's got a 39-year-old chin. But if that doesn't happen, then Fialo's going to lose, and Tim Means will likely pay off his very cheap salary of 7300 So I like Means. I might, I'm probably picked him overall just because I don't like Fialo. And like I said, Fialo sucks. I wish I could pay for him to be right behind you. Be great. <laughs> be, be the best part of this pod or any podcast this week. Right. Moving on, we're going to talk about Jacob Malkoon. Take it on Cody Brundage. Malkoon is minus 700, Brundage plus 500. 95 fucking 100 for Jacob Malkoon. That hurts my soul. Cody Brundage, who needs a win or his ass is getting cut. He's down at 6,700. Monk, you're first for this fight. I'm glad you said that because I was also perusing the notes earlier. Why does everyone, not by everyone, I mean the couple of people I've heard, say that it hurts their soul, to paraphrase you, uh, to play Malkoon at 9,500? Why? Why do, why do you uh, not right, want right. to play him because, at 9,500? Because it, because Jacob Malkoon, especially when he first came into the UFC, I did – remember how he looked against Phil Hawes? He didn't land a he didn't land In a his strike. first UFC he scored, fight? He scored zero, right? And I'm thinking, all right, and just he's a guy who I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's proved me wrong now, but I was pretty sure he got into the UFC because he was Robert Whitaker's boy. And you're like, and then he goes out and he gets fucking smashed. And you're like, here we go. Favorite of the UFC guy. Great. Here, here, here it is. I, I didn't think he was any good. And then he beats um, Abdul Razak al Hassan, where he just, just wrestle fucks him. And you're like, well, all right, smart game can against, against al Hassan. Is he really that good? Uh, Alassan cannot stop a takedown. I didn't know he was Australian Habib. I thought that was just desperation fucking going after him for a round. Then, then you get to AJ Dobson. And the AJ Dobson, Dobson fight is the one where I go, huh, maybe this guy doesn't suck ass. This is concerning. And then he got a bunch of takedowns against Malkoon, against, against Allen. That was a really close fight. I will say in my mind, he's still 2-2 two and two in the UFC. Because Nick Maximoff, speaking of favors, should be nowhere near the UFC. Um, like initially, I saw Maximoff and I was like, "Oh, submission guy, Nick Diaz guy, super tough." You know, fought like three weight classes up it, it, on, on Contender Series, fine. And then he gets in there, and you're like, "This this guy's not so good. Maybe a great guy, but I don't even know that because Diaz brothers, but." Yeah, I was just I was just wondering because yeah, the Phil Haas, because it goes either way. It's like, oh, he lost to Phil Haas, but then that same I'm not saying you, I'm saying, but that same person would also take a different fighter and go, okay. Oh, but that's it, that was his debut fight. There's nerves in there, and so you know, you can kind of play yeah. that both ways. But since then my, my has, bias is that I just don't think he's in general, I've never thought he's that good and he keeps outperforming and trying to be Australian in Habib <laughs> and is working for him. Perhaps soon he's winning in fights working. in the UFC. It's working but, for me too because since that fight, this dude has literally done nothing except for pay off his salary in an ex exorbitant ways. Uh, 16.5 average value, 125 average win. When he beat uh, Razak Alassani, he was 6,900, 114 and a half points, 16 and a half value. Beat AJ Dobson, he was 8,200, 129 and a half. Yeah. Beat Nick Maximov at a dog price, 131. Crazy. 131. Um, hmm? it, it's it's just playing a guy who I initially thought what his talent level was at now at 9,500, the most expensive fighter on a card. It's like, yep. And oh, every number says he's worth it. In fact, even in the Brendan Allen loss, which has done nothing except age incredibly well, yep, as fair. Brendan Allen is now about to fight Paul Craig in a ranked fight, he was $7,200, very low underdog, should have won that fight. In fact, the stats say he did. And he scored 67 points. He almost 10 x in a loss. So this dude, outside of the Hawes fight, has done nothing but pay off his salary. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, what, we paid $9,600 for Raul Rosas Jr. last week. Yeah, he had a clear first-round path to victory. That but was, that, dude that, hasn't looked, that dude hasn't performed nearly as close as to what, as to what Jacob Malkoon has performed as. And we had nobody said last week, except for me, and I was wrong, that, uh, that he was overpriced. So, yeah, I, I think Cody Brundage, to sum up, is dangerous early, but I also think, much like Andre Fialo, Cody Brundage sucks, and that Malkoon can <laughs> probably wrestle fuck this dude, land multiple takedowns, and, uh, yeah, score incredibly well in a, in a, in a decision, because that's just what he does. 
So yeah, I'll I'll gladly put Malkoon in, and I'm I'm hoping everybody, not just you. I don't mean to sound like I'm. I read a couple other people's stuff, and then no, people on well, I'm Twitter. I'm still gonna play him. And then it, people, it, it, oh yeah, I'm just hoping that a lot of people think he's overpriced, and so I'm gonna have huge, uh, huge potential value there. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfortunately going going to. I just don't like that I have to, but I do for the exact reasons you said. Cody Brundage. This is a tough. This is a tough fight for him, especially for one Dude, two. He got manhandled by Cedric Dumas. Yeah, that's all that, you have to say. That's a problem. And he he didn't want to be there at the end of that fight. Nope. So exactly what you said it, it that's just it's going to be a problem Malcoon's going to take him down and and just and just even if he doesn't right away he's just going to wear on him and keep going for it as Malcoon long as he doesn't get fight. guillotined in the first round that's the only way Malcoon loses is if he gets guillotined yep. and it, and, it's, and it is possible the way and that's how he was going to lose to what's his name in the last fight so I am kind of scared about that so yeah I mean that's that's pretty much dead on I don't think I think we covered this one pretty well it's just on a conversation back and forth there's no you're gonna pay for him i i, I will not pay minus 700 no fuck no you, that's buddy. a different story <laughs> go go <laughs> eat my butt um I, I i would i would and i don't know what i would bet in that fight do things on, on tiktok sometimes where my favorite bet of each fight i'm not gonna play him just if i had to bet in this fight what where would i go i'm not taking that line i'm not taking the stab on brundage the over under feels dicey because and Brundage almost quit last time out. I would probably lean towards the the over. Would probably be the that's point. I was, that's where I was at my head. Is, but you're not getting a good number. Though. I guarantee it. It's the, the number. They're on to that. See, I don't know. I don't think. It, I don't think it's ridiculous. Uh, Malcoon Brundage over two and a half rounds to pick him. Wow, man, they must think. Well, yeah, okay. I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I, tend I mean, to think you got Oleg, Oleg, Oleg Jacek put away Brundage, Vieira put away Brundage on the on the ground. Mm-hmm. He got knocked out by William Knight on Contender Series. And if Cedric was any good, he probably would have finished Cody as well. So and Brundage only passed the victory is a finish early. You know, yep. He finished Treshawn and, Dal- and Dalcha. So I, I guess I, I guess that's why. But just like you, yeah. I'm not not a fan of that one. No. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about this fight. Let's talk about Jake Collier. Or Collier. Collier. I don't know. Making him French. It's not Benoit Saint Denis. Collier. Uh, Collier. Jake Collier. Plus 120. Usman's minus 140. Collier's 7,800. Usman is 8,400. Collier is going to have the volume advantage. He is going to have the hand speed advantage. He is not going to have the advantage in terms of wrestling. And not going to have the advantage in terms of punching power, and not going to have the advantage in terms of being an actual fucking heavyweight. <laughs> Thank you. Like, what are we doing? We're still talking about this. I make fun of 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 I poke playful jabs at Kelvin Gastelum. I should probably stop because Jake Collier looks like he ate Kelvin Gastelum. And look, me and Monk, we're, I mean, we're sitting here talking about fights. Where where I I. Once upon a time, ran ran triathlons, but I'm not that guy anymore. I eat pizza. I'm not in good um shape, so it is what it is. But I'm also not a professional athlete. So, and I know he would beat the ever living shit out of me. But if you're trying to be competitive and I'm analyzing fights, my dude, you're not a heavyweight. I I don't I can't pick you in a heavyweight fight. Like all all Usman has to do is take him down, which I think he can get on top of him and he probably beats the snot out of him and gets him out of there. I think there's some value in the Usman line, quite honestly, and that is disturbing to say. Problem is Usman throws like nothing on the feet. Um and he's not exciting on the ground. It doesn't mean I don't think he's gonna win the fight. It may not be fun to watch, but I mean Jake Collier's got 67% takedown defense. A lot of his career is at middleweight, so it's I don't know exactly what what to, to make of that. Um I, again, I just I think Usman's got more paths to victory in terms of he can land a big punch, he can get takedowns. Collier's just got to keep this at range, stay mobile, and volume him for three rounds. And even then, I don't think that scores particularly well. So give me Muhammad Usman. I don't. It, it's not the best feeling in the world because Usman doesn't have volume, but I can't pick Jake Collier in a UFC heavyweight fight. I just I just can't do it. And by the way, Jake Collier has lost to 
he's lost. Let's see. The last time we saw him, um, his UFC heavyweight wins. Say everyone are, except for are, Jake Sh- Chase Sherman. Are Ch- Chase Sherman and John Belante, who was a light heavyweight who was done with his life at that point. I'm, I'm a Long Island guy, but John was, I mean, you don't want to be there. Lost to Aspinall. That's, I mean, okay, Aspinall. Got finished lost. by Chris Barnett. Yeah, lost to Philippe. <laughs> Gave away the fight against Barnett. Lost to Boudet. Like, Usman's the play here. And if Collier burns me, so be it. What do you got, Monk? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen. I'm glad you were on. We're completely on the same side here. And I don't know if you've seen as many people as I have backing Collier and talking I about. I haven't watched how- anybody yet. Dude, you watch notes, but on Twitter, it. it is like it's really? all I'm seeing. Oh yeah, oh, I'm because gonna, I, I got a clip when I just did terrible. post it. Usman's I, I, terrible, and that's what they say. And it's like, okay, while I might not disagree with you, what the fuck about Collier isn't terrible? This dude is awful, and he's one his in four. appetite. Yeah, his yeah, he's one in four in his last five. Usman, say what you want, he's at least winning guy winning fights in the UFC, which is not something Collier is doing unless you put him up against Chase Sherman, apparently. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I don't want any part of Collier. What are the salaries here? Uh, 84 – you have to pay $7,800 for Jake Collier. Uh, American I dollars. Saving, I guess you're saving money. Uh, his average salary since 2021 is 8200 somehow. Uh, but he's only getting worse. I mean and, – and I don't want to hear the argument. Have you seen his Instagram? He looks like he's 220. Okay, so he's got now he's got shit fight IQ as well. Because why would you drop all this weight when you're going up against a dude that looks and and fights like Muhammad Usman, who can either who has gigantic power if he connects, or can just lay on you and take you down. And now you you're 20, 30, 40 pounds less than you usually weigh in at. So I think this dude is uh I you know this is a theme. This guy sucks, just like Fialo and just like Brundage, whoever else I said. I'm talking shit about guys that would all kick my ass, but that's fine. Um, he Collier's not good. Collier is not good. So give me Usman. It, this is going to be a shit show fight. Could Collier do something to Usman? I guess maybe, but I'm I'm not going to be heavy on Collier like I've heard a lot of other people. I'm looking for dogs elsewhere, and I think Usman could just you know in and I in oh the stalling the stall. Okay, so he's just going to take him down multiple times then. Like he all he has to do is grab him, and Jay Collier's going to the ground. So. Give me Usman for the win. I guess a little in GPPs for both sides, but I don't like anything about Jake Collier. Well said. Thank you. Let's talk Mizuke in a way. Minus 325. Taking on Hannah Goldie at plus 275. In a way is 9,200. Goldie is 7,000. I know who you're picking in this fight because it is one that I, like I said, I haven't watched or listened to anybody else, but I peeked at our notes a little bit ago, so I saw the play. I'm going to again set a not set a trap. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pothole you before you even start because to me, the only good argument for Hannah Goldie is that Mizuki hand is that Mizuki in a way has not fought in however long. Outside of that, I have a really hard time. Do you see anything else, or are we all? Are, is that did I nail what you're thinking? No, Go, once again, <laughs> Goldie sucks. A lot of these fighters suck, right. man. Right. Uh, Goldie sucks. She should not be in the UFC. I don't know what's happening right now. One and three. Oh, you picked Mizuki. Sorry. Somebody oh, else. I did not. Somebody I else. was wondering. I was Some, like, I did not somebody pick else, Goldie. Somebody else on staff picked Hannah Goldie. Yikes. Well, if that happens, good on you. But never would I do that. What I would also likely never do is pay $9,200 for someone who hasn't fought in three years. And when she did get her last win, she scored 70 points. So, yeah, not too interested in that uh, really at all. I mean, Goldie's a lot of things. Uh, shitty fighter is one of them, um, but she, I guess she has been KOTKO'd once in the UFC. But the other two UFC have fighters decision. are going to show up at our house. I know. I hope they. <laughs> I hope they don't know head. where I live. Hope they don't have uh, you know that technology. But uh, yeah, I'll end up on the new uh, beat up a bully or whatever show that was. But uh, yeah, b- bottom line is Mizuki. I and we're talk. We'll talk about her in a second. But I guess I'd if I'm in the nine K range. There's four fighters. I'm on Malcoon. And I'm on another 9K fighter that we haven't talked about. So there you go. Uh, I'm fading Rodriguez for the reasons I already mentioned. And Mizuki probably has to fit in that category just because I don't know what she's going to do and the extremely long layoff. And when she did perform last, like I said, 
She scored 70 points against a terrible UFC, actually not even in the UFC anymore, I believe, Wu Yanan. I last saw her before uh, uh, Li Jing Lang fought. He was on one of the UFC embedded, and uh, Wu Yanan was there helping him, like just hanging out, I guess they're friends. And it did not say Wu Yanan UFC fighter. It said friend of Li Jing Lang, Wu Yanan. So yeah, that's who she beat. Give me Inoue for the win, but uh, this fight sucks for DraftKings. So hopefully we don't have a Marnik Man situation on our hands. Oh, God. Um, look, you should all join DFS Army. A lot of good stuff in there. Cheat sheets, Domination Station, which is the, the... And there's also, I have a VIP article where I rank fights to target for DraftKings. We don't go fight breakdowns like here. We just talk what fights should you target. I bring that up, which, by the way, links are in the description to join. Got tons of codes and all that good shit. But the reason I bring it up, shameless plug, is that pretty much once a week, I write the words, fuck this fight. This was the one. <laughs> fuck this fight. Yep. Like, I, I don't see Hannah Goldie winning. Mizuki, anyway, is just going to piece her up on the feet, probably. How the fuck does she pay off this salary? Like, Mizuki wins. I don't, I, I mean, what is, what is Mizuki, in a way, to win via decision what like what is that line that is like the only spot i could even think ah, be like maybe. minus 450 <laughs> well she's only minus 350 to win the fight so that would be okay some, some bad so minus pricing 350. <laughs> nah. now, let's see in a way round one plus 475 if you want that number what the fuck is in a way via decision uh oh in a way wins in round three or decision is minus 157 wow i don't hate that one yeah go with that i guess oh there it is in a way wins by decision depending on your book minus 120 to minus 130 these people actually think she's i guess i mean if anna goldie does suck so, might, i guess I, I, I guess that's that's where i would go but yeah give, <laughs> give me mizuki in a way and we spent a lot of time not talking fight. me into a bet on this fight i swear to god <laughs> or did i dun, dun, dun. check myself in here we go this is the 9k fighter outside of malcoon everybody wants to talk about tamir spadal minus 220 montserrat rendon plus 185 uh DraftKings Vidal is 9000 rendon is 7200 with some interesting tattoo choices i do like i do like ink in general but a lot of black on the arm there uh look this card i said at the start this card's a banger in terms of great fights on DraftKings, i'm struggling a little bit because my second favorite fighter in the 9k range 9k range is tamiris vidal why is that a problem sniper well she's had one fight in the ufc where she knocked out ramona pasquale and she overall in her career is seven and one and she's taking on Montserrat Rendon, who's 5-0. This is a low-level shit show fight. Break it down on that. I like Vidal because she is aggressive. She looks a little better. I think the aggressive pay, aggression pays pressure. I do think she I think she probably finds a finish. But it's hard to feel confident about that and one, a women's MMA fight, because we've seen this year they're more volatile in general. And two, a low-level fight. It's both of those things that represent volatility. Shit. Shit, I got to attack both of those, but I gave the breakdown. I do think Vidal is better. The aggression should be there. I think she scores decent. I will not fade Rendon, even if I don't think she's very good, because this fight just, it's the type of fight that burns people every week. It's women. It's low level. It's the curtain jerker. Yeah, I'm not going to let Rendon. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying go over the weight on, uh, you know, go over the field on Rendon. I'm going to probably find ownership and bitch this one out. And like, I will not let this end my night. I may be in trouble at 10% or whatever the ownership is, but I will not be dead. Fuck that. So, Vidal's uh, the play there for those reasons. What do you got, Monk? Yeah, I pretty much completely agree. Uh, not to mention her again, because it really does hurt. But Marnik Mann came in about 10 11% <laughs> last week. Uh, so, yeah, Rendon will probably be a little bit more than that if I had to guess, but probably not over 15 Let's just look. If Bear with me here because I don't really have a ton to break down. You said it best. My pick is Vidal. Hopefully she gets a finish, but we don't know that. And Vidal has looked terrible in some of her tape. Uh, I already said I like Malkoon. Marina, I hate at 93. This is from top to bottom. Inoue, I'm not playing. Uh, Fialo, I said sucks. Mitchell, I said I no, was under. You got to play Fialo, see? Yeah, I got to play Fialo, but he does suck. Battle, I said I liked. Argetta, I like some, but I said I'd probably be under. Pazia, I said under. Usman, eh. Jordan, meh. 
there's no like there is no this fight this card is awful for DraftKings. it's not awful that's the wrong word it's it's going to be difficult for me to assemble certain especially cash lineups uh so i guess i'm kind of forced into playing malcoon slash vidal in several lineups otherwise i'm going to end up with i mean hopefully the winning salary is like forty-eight thousand because that's where i'm going to be if, if if i had it uh you know exactly the way i wanted so i like vidal 9k i guess uh i'll take my chance here hopefully she finishes rendon and uh we can start our night off well but like you said you cannot fade to zero anybody especially in a low level uh women's bantamweight fight and by low level that's being generous very very bottom of the barrel so play both sides i like vidal though and uh, i think her path probably scores very pretty well if she gets a finish kill shots let's talk kill shots if you're unfamiliar with kill shots welcome to the podcast and even if you are everybody hit that like button before we give these out appreciate that kill shot is someone that is going to be under own who can break the slate so we can't give out i mean typically the main event is not going to count here uh high price fighters like dan argetta seems to be pretty popular so i can't go with him even though i do like him typically they're underdogs but the only underdog i picked straight up was pateus gamrot that does not count so i have to reach for a low lower owned spot I'm going to go second because I think it's going to be a more unique one. you got tons of dogs to pick from. Monk, who is your kill shot for this week? Man, honestly, it's tough because really, Gamrot, I'm I'm kind of forcing the issue on some of these other ones. Really, Gamrot's the only one I really, really like. So I guess I'm going to have to pick. You're going to say Tim Means. Just so I'm. You. That's one of them. Okay, okay. You know what? I'll go, I'll go with it. Tim Means. That, that's who I thought you were going to say. I'm not twisting your arm into it. No, I'll pick it because I can't decide and I don't want to sit here and waffle back and forth. So I'll tell you what the other one was after you go, but uh, it should be kind of obvious. Tim Means at 73. I mean, we already talked about it. Fialo sucks and I hope he's not. Now I, you got me looking over my my shoulders here. Um, yeah, Tim Means for all the reasons I mentioned. He's very cheap this week. He'll probably be relatively low owned, but at 11 fights, 22 fighters, relatively low owned turns into like 20%. So just keep that in mind. But I'll go with Tim Means for a kill shot here. Hopefully, we get out of the first round. What if he gets a finish at at uh, thirty nine year olds, thirty nine years old? That would be fantastic. So my kill shot. I'm glad you meant it, it solidified it in my mind. I was already reading. I was already kind of leaning this way. But you said everybody loves Jake Collier, and I went, "Oh, fucking this <laughs> seals it." Muhammad Usman is my kill shot. He That's is yeah. Like like I'm if I'm going against the grain. Sweet, like it even more. I've eating shit Love plenty it. of times i will continue to eat shit but i'll have i think more good calls this week for me i'll pick the guy who's actually a heavyweight and you don't think the ufc wants to build muhammad usman right like he could be on. the one good usman he's the only one that's well, been winning lately dude did you, did you <laughs> i'm just hear, kidding i like you, kamaru a lot kamaru um it was still a re like you know dana white doing this promo stuff called called kamaru usman the greatest Walterweight champion of all time. What? That's pretty. Re- that's pretty chock full of recency bias. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see at that point in the video is when he was announcing the current Walterweight fight and um and and the John Jones fight. That's a wild at, at that thing point, to say. I would have se- loved to seen GSP come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, just, just cut just, the mic. Like, Dude, but it, it, it is that that just is. I mean, that's just promotion. That's, that's yeah, that's yeah, true. No big deal. But you happen to mention it, and people are saying Usman sucks. I'm like, really? No, he does no, not cha- suck. <laughs> is a champion on the decline? Was he exciting? No, he's a champion. He's on the decline. Yep. See Israel Adesanya. Yep. So now that I got that, that my, my other one was Ige. That was the other one I was with. My uh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that's what we got for UFC Vegas 79. Guys, we're going to see you in two weeks. Enjoy your week off, whatever you're doing. Enjoy the contest this week. Make sure you joined up at DFS Army. Message me in the Discord for any advice. We're going to be watching fights. I'm going to be at a casino tomorrow night, which will be interesting. What's, what's your game of choice? Gambling. Blackjack guy? Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Fucking, good answer. <laughs> it's uh, a craps table. Cool. Let's go play poker. I don't give a shit. No, I mean, <laughs> some of the multi-hand things are fun. It's mostly craps, blackjack, baccarat table games yeah table yep. games for yeah. table games for for the most part but i'm gonna miss some of the fights because i'm going we have a, tickets to go see penn and teller tomorrow night so oh that'll be, be fun i i will be in there i will be in 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 chat though but i'll be a little bit in, in and out but for the main event i will i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be by a tv 
or my phone, whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy the fights, whatever you are doing. One more time, enjoy your day off, your week off. I know I keep asking, but the views last week, guys, were disappointing. Share this with your friends. Hit the like button for us. I got to start growing this podcast. Why are all these guys doing more than us? I'm funnier than those motherfuckers. We got to keep the ball rolling until UFC 300's right around the corner. I, I won't say I'm better looking because I'm sorry. You guys have to look at this. I got to get better graphics. I, <laughs> I, 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 I will work on that for you guys. So smash that like button. Enjoy your week. That's it for UFC Vegas 79. For me and Monk, have a good week. See you next time.